This is the Berman Method Podcast featuring Dr. Jake Berman and physician assistant Jenny Berman. We are here to treat problems and not symptoms. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and not to treat anyone or to give medical advice. If you are interested in any information that we are giving and would like to use this for yourself, we recommend that you contact your primary care physician or reach out to us and ask us questions about yourself specifically. Enjoy. And we're back. Happy New Year. Uh, it is the first week of January. We have officially started the Kickstart program of 2022. Sounds crazy to say 2022, but we have officially started the Kickstart program. It started just two days ago on this last Monday. I'm really excited for all of the members who have signed up for this and are starting the new year off right. So today we're going to dive back into some pretty deep content, specifically talking to women. Although men don't turn it off, this may be helpful for somebody you know, uh, may be helpful for your wife, it may be helpful for your friend, a daughter, mom, you know, anyone. So don't turn this off. But we are specifically going to be talking about fertility, infertility, abnormal menstrual cycles, uh, different autoimmune diseases that could be affecting the menstrual cycle or fertility. So starting off, fertility or infertility, I should say, infertility is a much more common thing than we think it is. It's a lot more common than you would think. I mean, it's not as rare as a lot of people think it is. It's not talked about enough. So they'll tell you one in four will have a miscarriage, but they don't talk about the repeated miscarriages or the infertility unable to even get pregnant. So we're going to be diving into a lot more of that today. It's a very sensitive subject, but it should be discussed more. And we can talk about it from a personal standpoint. Jake and I, we it took us about four years to be able to have our daughter, Stella. We went through fertility treatments, um, many years of those. We actually had two pregnancies, one of them which made it to the second trimester, a little boy that we lost, and then another one that we lost earlier on as, after a successful IUI or intrauterine insemination. So we understand this from a personal standpoint, how heartbreaking infertility can be, how challenging it is, how difficult it can be personally and on your relationship. But then that we understand it's not talked about enough. So and I'm guilty of it. We didn't talk about our journey as we were going through it. Majority because we just didn't want the questions. We didn't want people asking. We didn't want to talk about it if it wasn't something that we brought up. We just didn't want to think about it more than we had to. So that was our stand on not disclosing it while we were going through it. But it does make you feel really lonely because people don't talk about it enough. So anyway, you know, that's our standpoint or why I actually want to make a whole podcast episode dedicated to this so that we can be one and explain more about it than people really know. So to dive on in, there are many 
different infertility causes. There's many different causes for abnormal menstrual cycles. This can be polycystic ovarian syndrome, endometriosis, a secondary hypothalamic amenorrhea, not getting your cycles regularly. There can just be simple inflammatory responses in the gut biome that could be leading to abnormal menstrual cycles or Maybe you get your menstrual cycle but still can't get pregnant, and this could be a result of inflammation. So we'll start off with kind of the more well-known diagnoses of polycystic ovarian syndrome and endometriosis. Polycystic ovarian syndrome is commonly related to an insulin resistance or prediabetes, so potentially overweight, although don't have to be most commonly have very abnormal menstrual cycle. So you may go 36, 40, 50, 60 days without having a menstrual cycle, or you may get one three months in a row and then skip it for the next two months. So they're typically abnormal menstrual cycles. They can have what they... Well, they call it facial hair, so they could actually have hair growing on the chin or uh, the lower parts of the cheeks. That's a common symptom of polycystic ovarian syndrome, although, again, you don't have to have that that symptom. So many different symptoms of this, the testosterone levels are often a little bit higher as well with polycystic ovarian syndrome. So what causes PCOS? PCOS, like I said, is most of the time related to an abnormal blood sugar or insulin resistance. So the body is not metabolizing food efficiently. It's storing food as sugar, which increases the insulin level. And that also plays into the testosterone levels being abnormal, which then creates the abnormality of the hormones speaking to the ovaries and staying on track with a normal menstrual cycle. The other thing that people know a lot about is endometriosis, which is actually an autoimmune dysfunction with the uterine lining and so, or the endometrial lining. So this can actually lead to people getting fibroids or thick tissue in the endometrial lining. It can create abnormal menstrual cycles. It can make pregnancy very difficult because of the inflammation within the endometrial or uterine lining. So both of these things, which are related to autoimmune dysfunctions, can lead to infertility. Now, I also mentioned something called secondary hypothalamic amenorrhea, where the hypothalamus isn't speaking to the ovaries correctly, so you don't have a normal menstrual cycle. And then we talked about the gut biome and inflammation. So I'm going to break this down real simple for all you guys. All of those things that I just ran over, and of course, that's not the only causes of infertility issues, but some of the most common, they all come down to the same thing. And that's going to be inflammation and how the body is actually metabolizing your food. If you are sensitive to a food, so you don't necessarily have a food allergy, you're not having GI issues, but you may be having some other inflammatory type symptoms, including abnormal menstrual cycles or simple infertility where you're actually getting a normal normal period, but you're still not able to get pregnant. 
These things can actually be related to your gut health and inflammation internally. Now, you can't see it, so you're going to tell me, I don't have gut issues. But if you're having some of these symptoms, again, that is can be a result of the abnormal gut microbiome. So the microbiome is actually, you know, the environment that makes up inside your gut lining. And if you are sensitive to a food and or your body is not metabolizing this food efficiently or you're storing food as sugar, all of these things can actually cause inflammation to increase. And this really leads to the abnormality of the gut biome where the environment is just not healthy. So if you have this natural inflammation, that can actually affect our hormone levels. So the progesterone and estrogen levels won't be optimal for fertilization or for the egg or embryo to implant, so implantation. The inflammation can actually lead to a disruptive hormone cycle. So if the estrogen and progesterone aren't at their optimal levels at the right time and at the same time, then that will not allow for the sperm to actually fertilize the egg or again for implantation to occur. So that's, you know, two reasons where inflammation could be harmful. Inflammation can actually affect the endometrial lining. So you have to have a certain thickness of the lining for the egg to actually be able to implant as well, or the embryo to actually be able to implant. And if the lining is not where it should be because inflammation is occurring throughout the gut system, then that could be another reason for infertility. The other thing is, you know, stress. Stress is a big factor of infertility. Um, Of course, when you aren't getting your cycle normally or you're getting your cycle every month and you're not pregnant, then that's going to increase cortisol levels and stress. But why is your stress level up in the first place? Is it simply because of this infertility cause or are there other stressors going on, which is increasing cortisol levels, which is leading to the infertility? So stress is a a big factor, um, but we also know going full circle that stress can lead to gut permeability or leaky gut syndrome, which then can increase the inflammation coming from the foods that we're eating. So this relates back to that gut microbiome can be abnormal if we have a lot of stress going on in our life, whether it's physical, emotional, mental stress. So I just mentioned something, physical stress, not exercising or over-exercising could be leading to some issues with fertility. The reason being it comes down to hormone levels. If we're not exercising, then likely our body is storing more sugar or our insulin levels are higher, which then will create abnormal response to the ovaries or the hormones being released. Also, over-exercising can actually cause a low estrogen or progesterone level, which like we said, the estrogen and progesterone have to be optimized for fertilization and implantation to happen. 
So again, I've kind of touched on a lot of different reasons that fertility or infertility could be going on, but I want to go back and specifically talk about gut health. This is huge in infertility and isn't talked about enough. A lot of people will talk about the BMI being in a normal range or your weight being in a normal range. A lot of people will talk about polycystic ovarian syndrome or the abnormal menstrual cycles, but they don't talk about the cause. And we touched on the gut biome, so I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into that Leaky gut, we've talked a lot about on this podcast, where the gut lining is not healthy and it breaks down and this allows food particles to pass into the gut lining. Those food particles, then the body treats as a foreign body and the immune system is on overdrive. So antibodies, which are little inflammatory markers, are developed and start attacking our systems. We've talked a lot about this in the over the past several months and these antibodies can attack systemically and a lot of times they can actually attack the gut lining even more, attack the stomach, attack the environment of the gut and it can affect the hormone levels. So now you have a lot of inflammation going on and this inflammation can lead to not only increasing cortisol levels, which we just talked about, affecting the hormone release from the hypothalamus and pituitary speaking to the ovaries and the adrenal glands, but it actually can affect the shaping of the eggs and the sperm. And so if the egg and the sperm, they have to have a special key to match up for fertilization to occur. And if the environment of the gut is affecting the shapes of these sperm and the eggs, they're not going to be able to match up. Thus, fertilization does not occur. Even sometimes fertilization will occur, but because of this abnormal environment or the shapes of these eggs and sperm, it it can actually lead to birth defects. So the inflammatory process is bottom line, the number one cause of many infertility issues uh, because the gut biome or inflammation will then lead to these autoimmune dysfunctions of the polycystic ovarian syndrome, the endometriosis, the amenorrhea. So what do we do? How do we find out? Where can we go from here? Now, first thing you could, of course, do is food sensitivity testing. So looking at via blood tests, what foods exactly are causing an inflammatory response in your body. So this, the food sensitivity testing is determined off of antibody level. So that's why we like to do the blood test and really see what foods are your body reacting to and on what level of on the antibody scale. So then we are able to identify these different foods. We can remove the different foods depending on the amount of sensitivities that you have and then start start a gut healing process. L-glutamine is a gut healing supplement. It's a natural amino acid. It's safe in pregnancy. And so utilizing L-glutamine to help as a digestive enzyme to help with repairing the gut lining may be very helpful. Of course, this is not you, you know, we're not recommending this to treat anyone since we don't know you specifically, but definitely speak to your provider about this as it may be something that could help you. 
The other thing with helping gut health, other than food elimination, glutamine, there's some things that are used like digestive enzymes. Inositol is actually a supplement that could be used that's safe in pregnancy as well. Inositol helps with cortisol control. It helps with optimizing hormone levels, but it also with reducing stress will help with repairing the gut lining as well. So inositol is another one that you might've heard of um, when it comes to fertility treatment. The other thing we do is looking at vitamin levels because a lot of time the leaky gut or the inflammation occurring within the gut can lead to vitamin deficiencies. And this could also be a huge or play a huge role in infertility. Is your vitamin D not where it should be? Are your, again, your hormones abnormal? Do you have a thyroid deficiency? So maybe your thyroid stimulating hormone or TSH is normal, but the free T3 and free T4, which are the inactive and active thyroid hormones are not optimal. And so we really need to be looking at these in addition to the TSH. So we will look at what foods your body is sensitive to complete a meal plan with potentially the food elimination, depending on the foods that show up on the sensitivity list, doing a gut healing process through supplementation and vitamin optimization. And then at some point we will want to do a food reintroduction because again, we don't want to keep foods out of your diet forever if we don't have to. So looking at that, and then we'll go down to, okay, how can we help with stress response and optimizing the stress hormones so that the body is not on overdrive, um, making sure we're we have that sweet spot of activity, not too little or not too much of activity. So all of these things are, you know, our pathway to helping improving hormones and fertility. Now, if you are not specifically in a looking to get pregnant, but you have a history of endometriosis or you have a history of fibroids, this also can relate to you. A lot of times the endometriosis and fibroids is caused from an inflammatory response. So what is causing the inflammation? Is it the cortisol and stress levels? Is it a food sensitivity? Is it an abnormal hormone or vitamin level? So this still is important for you as well, whether you are not looking to get pregnant right now or you're past that pregnancy stage in your life, but are still having some of these hormonal inflammatory responses. So this was a lot of information in a very short period of time. So I do recommend that you go back and re-listen to this, but just to kind of recap, infertility is very common and not spoken about enough. We went through this ourselves. So I just want to verbalize some things that people don't think about or aren't taught by their specific gynecologist or fertility doctor about what could be leading towards this inflammatory response. You know, after going through it ourselves, we had to figure out a different way when the medications weren't working or when after we had repeated losses, we had to figure out what is causing the problem and how can we improve this? How can we play a role in making this better? So 
looking at food sensitivities to identify inflammation, looking at hormone levels and stress response, really doing all you can to reduce the total inflammation internally in your body. So not what you're feeling on the outside, but internally with the gut health, optimizing the gut microbiome with different amino acids and the right foods for your body specifically. So if you have specific questions about you or a friend or want more information, please reach out to us. You know, we're not, we're not professionals on infertility. We're not infertility specialists, I should say. Um, We are professional, but we're not specialists when it comes to infertility. But being have gone through it ourselves, we have found some things that work for us and we've been helping other individuals that have gone through infertility with this too and have had some success stories. So we're really happy for all of our clients and friends who have been successful after years. So we just want to start spreading some of that knowledge. Again, none of this is to treat you or to tell you that your doctors are wrong. It's just to give you some more information for you to research on your own and to speak to your specialists about. I'm happy to answer any questions um, on a personal basis. So please reach out to us. I hope you guys are having a wonderful start to 2022 into the new year. Stay warm and we will see you back or hear you back next week. Have a great week. Ciao for now. Thank you for subscribing on your social media and podcast platforms to The Berman Method. Dr. Jake Berman with Berman Physical Therapy and Jenny Berman, Physician Assistant with Berman Health and Wellness. You can find more information on our website, www.bermanpt.com for physical therapy, bermanpt.com forward slash wellness for the health and wellness. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and on your podcast platform. So be sure to follow us, like us, subscribe to us. And if you would like any further information, definitely visit our website and reach out to us. You may also find our free reports on the websites as well, where you can download this free information for yourself. Have a great day.